0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode here on the 5571 podcast. My name is Danny, and I am finally joined today by Mondo from Five Fires YouTube. I promised you I'd get him back on the podcast so that we could talk about some of our uh, top items that we'll discuss later on. But we have a lot of news to talk about as well, too. Um, But Mondo, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you for having me back on, Danny. Can't wait to uh, talk about the news, talk about the top threes that we're going to go over soon. Uh, it's just glad to be back, man. I love doing these podcasts.
0: Yes, and I'm, I'm happy to have you, so thank you so much for taking time to do it. Uh, I know we get together with Speculation Sunday, and we've been teasing also potentially maybe this week, maybe next week, doing a Twitter Spaces. I know I Twitter this Spaces. Week. This week. I know, I'd like to. <laughs> I saw Twitter Spaces go crazy today after Apple made their big announcement with um, Apple Reality Pro um or apple vision pro i keep calling it the wrong thing
1: <laughs> i uh, but feel yeah. like the name's terrible i'm just throwing <laughs> it out there
0: i i keep calling it the wrong thing because the the rumor people were calling it something different beforehand and now i'm like stuck calling it what they called it <laughs> it almost
1: like they branded it before the branding even happened. yeah <laughs> it's called vision pro right
0: apple vision pro yes
1: yeah
0: that's But anyways, let's get on to the news. So for those of you that haven't listened to the 5571 podcast before, we always start off talking about the latest Disneyland news and other theme park news as well. And then we're going to go into our Main Street topic um, and discuss... uh, This week, we're going to talk about... Because this is a very asked question that I get, very regular, not only in DMs, but also we get this question a lot on Speculation Sunday on Mondo's Five Fires YouTube channel. Which is like, what are the best places to eat? What are our favorite places to eat? Um, especially just in general, right? We're we're in the season now, the summer season, where there's no festival going on, there's no real special food offerings, so it's kind of just where to eat at Disneyland in, in the resort. You know, that's good. Um, and we're gonna stick to only quick service, and we're gonna keep it just to our top three, um, just because it can get a little crazy if we go <laughs> if we go more than that. Uh, so we'll keep it to each of our top three. Uh, for recommendations on quick service for people that are planning a trip to Disneyland uh, in the coming future. But let's go ahead and get started in the news. Starting first, actually, we're going to start outside design and over at Knott's Berry Farm. Now, I'm so glad that I record this podcast now on Mondays going into Tuesday release because... Um, Knott's Berry Farm dropped some big news. Obviously, Mondo, we know what that 666 news stuff that they were going <laughs> what yeah, they were they're, going
1: they're at. Posting 666 is multiple times on social media. It right. A weird. <laughs> it, was a weird. A weird. it was getting a little
0: weird. It's getting a little weird. So um, essentially, what Knott's released was they finally gave us the information we were all waiting for, which was releasing the Knott's Scary Farm Pass. Now we had Scary Farm Pass last year. And when passes went for renewal um, in the next, you know, at the end of last year going into this year, there was no option to add Scary Farm. And, and Mondo and I just thought, well, it's the 50th year. They probably don't want people to do it. But I felt like that was a bad choice, a bad decision, uh, especially with the with the chaperone policy in place. I think Knott's needs to do anything they can to get more people to go. Um, and didn't you have the issue last last year, Mondo, where um, you found out about the pass too late and then didn't even have it?
1: Dude, I just slacked on it last year. Uh, shout out to our knots adventure. Uh, she kept saying, You need to get it, you need to get it. And I just I don't know what it was. I just slept on it, and the day came where it was the final day, and I didn't do it, and Knots didn't budge, they never brought it back. And we're talking like this was like May or something, <laughs> it was way before Halloween. Yeah,
0: I remember and, uh, I remember everything. Noah telling me probably because he got it from Arnott's Adventure. Uh, does Noah land? He told me to get it, and I got it the day he told me to get it. And then the next day, it was already gone from the website.
1: Yeah, and and one thing too, uh, it, what made the pass not uh, not scary farm not having a season pass looked even worse because the frequent fear was literally sold throughout the whole season at HHN. Right. So it it, it was a weird lopsided move right there and uh HHM was sold out every damn night it was crazy
0: yeah hey, yeah so for those that don't know uh, if you have a season pass at not be- at nots berry farm you can add on se- uh, season pass to S- not scary farm and the add-on is 149 dollars for access to every night during not scary farm which is a total bargain um Ooh. now non-season pass holders will be able to get just a standalone Not Scary Farm Only Pass if you aren't interested in Knott's Berry Farm as well. Um, But uh, it'll be $159. So for those that are adding it on to their uh, Knott's Berry Farm Pass as an add-on, that's $149. So you're getting a $10 discount if you're an existing season pass holder, which is great. Um, So for those that are existing Knott's Berry Farm season pass holders, at the time of when this podcast posts, it'll already have gone for sale. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, well, actually it posts at 5 a.m., but (laughs) basically probably when most people are listening to it, um, the next hour at 6 a.m. is when passes are going to go on sale as an add-on to your season pass. So $149, you can log on to the Not Spray Farm website. Process the add on for your not scary farm season and get that on your pass. I wouldn't let it go, Mondo. What do you would you agree? Like, don't let this go
1: (laughs) at 6 a.m. I I will not miss out this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. Soon as soon as I wake up, I'm gonna do it.
1: If there was ever a time, Danny, to not miss out on a scary farm pass, this is the 50th, so I'm expecting big things. You're in a Halloween and scary farm is like up your alley of something to do during Halloween season, this is a must, Uh, especially with the thought of like recurring, you know, you could go every Thursday or every other Friday, whatever the case might be. uh, It's just super valuable at 149 or 159.
0: Exactly. And for those that don't have a Knott's Berry Farm season pass, and you're trying to just get a standalone scary farm pass again, that's $159, but you're going to have to wait just a few more days. Those passes are going to go on sale starting June 9th at 10 a.m. um and knots did list that all quantities were limited um so like mondo said i would probably act sooner than later this is not spray farms 50th year for scary farm um so we can expect some big things some big announcements uh in fact we talked about it on speculation sunday mondo said that um the main event the main saturday event at the upcoming midsummer scream all you know you know halloween and uh scary horror uh, convention coming up this summer is being taken up by Knott's Berry Farm, where it's usually taken up by Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Nights, but they swapped. So Knott's Berry Farm is Saturday, Universal Studios is Sunday. So Knott's probably has a lot to announce. Uh, and I don't know, Mondo, maybe they announce um, you know, some new mazes instead of just the returning mazes. Or, but I kind of or... almost wish that Knott's 50th is the time they resurrect the announcement event?
1: God, we could only hope. Uh, but I, I, I said this before. Not scary farm was kind of a bust when they went to Midsummer last time because all they talked about was returning mazes. But I feel like this time around, and especially getting that Saturday slot at Midsummer, I have high hopes that they're gonna announce new things new new experiences new scare zones maybe even new entertainment but at the same time as weird as it sounds i hope at that announcement they announced the announcement at scary farm uh walter not theater that, that's the one danny's talking about i hope it happens because that that'll be huge
0: yeah <laughs> I, I agree and so It's going to be good. All in all, I can't wait for Scary Farm. And um, if you have a season pass and you're interested in going, definitely make sure you do this. If On the day this podcast posts, it's available that day. So uh, make sure to log on and and do that uh, before they run out because they absolutely will. But for the next part of our news segment, I wanted to head back over to Disneyland Resort. Obviously, since the last time we talked, we actually got to experience the final night of Splash Mountain. Um, and is now officially closed both on the east Coast and the west coast as they begin their transformation into Tiana's Bayou adventure And actually some guests uh, of the media were invited uh, by Disney to New Orleans just after the attractions closed um, to cover some uh, more announcements about the attraction as uh, you know as we're getting ever so closer to when they're supposed to open um, they introduced, um uh, or they announced uh some original songs were going to be created for the attraction including some returning songs from the movie Princess and the Frog uh which I'm sure a lot of people are happy about. That was um, a
1: big announcement because they didn't make it seem like they were going to use Princess and the Frog at all.
0: I know. And so they also hear that. Yeah, and they also mentioned too that um Uh, There would be 17 new characters and the story's main characters, Tiana, Naveen, Mama Odie, Louise, will all be audio animatronics. So there's going to be a Tiana animatronic, obviously probably more than one. Uh, A Naveen, we all know about Mama Odie because we saw the artwork. And Louise as well. So um, lots of of cool things that they announced during that. uh, And we're excited to see more hopefully, uh, as we get closer to uh, Destination D23. But uh, shout out to all the cast members who worked the closing night of Splash Mountain, not only in Disneyland Resort Security, the cast members that work in guest control, the cast members at Splash Mountain. Uh, The event was super awesome, very well organized. They closed the line at 10 p.m. Uh, The final guests got to ride the ride just after park opening or park closing at 11 p.m. So, Um, It it went off without a hitch. Definitely was a lot more organized than what we saw over at Walt Disney World. So uh, looking forward to seeing how it changes. And it's already changing really fast. (laughs) We have walls up already um, around the uh, Splash Mountain attraction. And I don't know if you noticed, saw this Mondo, but well, Mondo actually showcased on his video. They were already working on the drop. There was uh, engineers, imagineers walking the bottom of the drop uh i saw you put that on your video
1: yeah they actually closed off the flume at the very bottom the big drop uh that that goes outside that drop at the bottom they've closed it off so it's essentially like a floor now i'm guessing it's just to to create that that imagination of this is a salt mine yeah (laughs) no longer the mountain you know exactly so, yeah big changes the cuz com- the actual ride is not going to change mm-hmm. uh, but just everything outside of the, the 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 ride through
0: right and um the attraction itself uh some things like the iconic marquee logo splash mountain was already removed um and they were all tagged for uh like asset or property control so mm-hmm. disney you know is doing something with these they're either going straight to the archives Maybe they'll eventually go to auction or uh, they're going to like a location where, you know, cast members can purchase them, (laughs) Um, something like that. So there's, they're definitely uh, sending off some of these items. I saw some people post on Twitter, like uh, different parts of the attraction that had asset tags on them. So uh, I even
1: saw some, some of those uh, put for demolition. I was like, wow, (laughs) Disney. I think some of those splash mountain, they're like, we just, just want to erase it. Erase it from memory, dude.
0: <laughs> I know. And um, also on the same vein of all this, um, the Mark Twain Riverboat, I'm, I'm assuming the Columbia, because we haven't seen that as well, Sailing Ship Columbia, uh, and also the Disneyland Railroad, they all have changes to their narration that tell guests about the upcoming Tiana's Bayou adventure. In fact, the train has a really cool uh, nuance now where you're heading from, you know, the area that goes kind of past Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and into the tunnel that would normally be uh, uh, the the entrance to Splash Mountain. Um, They say, we're headed now into the bayou. And Tiana says there's magic here. So, like, there's a whole kind of narration setting it up. It sounds super cool. Um, So, they're already getting ready.
1: That to me is a hint. Critter Country's gone, dude.
0: I know because it gone. said when when the train was moving forward, it said, "We're now headed into the Bayou." That's why I was
1: ba- Critter Country gone.
0: I know because I was like, at that point, is is Critter Country the Bayou? Like, no. what is that? You know what I mean? No, I
1: don't think
0: so. <laughs> so that's why I was thinking, could they change the name to like Bayou Country or just the Bayou? Maybe it's just called the Bayou.
1: Yeah, just um, Disneyland Bayou
0: mm-hmm So that's another change we'll have to wait and see uh, over at Disneyland but that wraps up basically all the coverage at least for now on um, on sm- on Splash Mountain. So we uh, will continue to cover more right as we find out more information or see more major changes over at uh Splash Mountain Splash Mountain construction in Disneyland. Um, but I also wanted to talk about the upcoming, Uh, closures that are happening soon at Disneyland. We've talked about a lot of them um, over and over again on this podcast, but I just want to kind of hit it home as we're getting closer to uh, more and more of those refurbishments. And of course, at the time that we are recording this podcast, uh, we have three major attractions headed down. We've talked about them before, and that's going to be over uh, in Fantasyland for Mr. Toad's wild ride, Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan's flight. All three of those attractions are now officially closed as of today, the time we're recording this. However, for Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and Alice in Wonderland, they are returning back to um, guests on the 16th. So they end their closure on the 15th. uh, And then Peter Pan's flight will return after the 29th. So Peter Pan stays closed a little bit longer. Um, I don't know if you know about this, Mondo, but um, technically... The uh, Bodine bread cart was closed over in DCA. It's listed on their refurbishments. Didn't know about that. I I mean, I, th- I could have sworn I, I, we got. I didn't,
1: even, I didn't even know that could get on the refurbishment list.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't know either. It was listed on like the, uh like, I think it was like touring the frog, turf frog or whatever, uh touring plans or something like that, where they had the refurbishment.
1: You know what? That is true because when we bought our bread bowls or our bread loaves recently, we had a mobile order them inside uh, Pacific War. Yeah. So Uh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) It does make
0: sense. So that's actually listed on the refurbishment calendar at least through July first. So, um, but it's good to know that it's coming back because Mondo did say uh, he's like it'd be bummer if we couldn't get sourdough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The Pacific Wharf Distribution Company Beer Cart. Uh, we saw that on Twitter um, go completely gone now. That's located just next to the rant, uh, Cocina Cucamonga restaurant that has was basically the beer truck right outside the restaurant. Uh, as we know, this is going away, um, and it's making way for the Baymax meet and greet, uh, or at least characters from Big Hero 6. It might not just be Baymax, but... Uh, that's, of course, going away to make way for the cerveceria, which is still under construction uh, and not open. So at this time, Disney actually pulled Mondo a surprise for me. I thought they were going to wait to close the beer truck until the cerveceria was open, but now we've got both closed. So there's no new beer window open, and there's no beer truck. So Disney gave up that revenue with the beer. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't think they were going to do that. That was a, a, a weird move for me
1: I know it, it is crazy
0: so that that's a and of course we um, I, I don't know if that beer truck will kind of make its way somewhere else and we see it pop up somewhere maybe they put it in the back over in Hollywood land by the other truck <laughs> potentially and we just kind of see that as like a food truck corner. Um, I don't know I mean it makes it seems like a shame to get rid of the truck altogether and just kind of get rid of it um, I wonder it seems like, where
1: it would go. That's a good question.
0: Yeah, I want to see if, like, we can keep an eye on it and see if it pops up somewhere else.
1: You, you know, man, that's a good – maybe Hollywood Lounge just to kind of keep it keep the party going on over there by Monsters, Inc.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying, over there by the other food truck yeah, that's already there.
1: it's a good spot.
0: Mm-hmm. They could have, you know, uh, Hollywood Lounge still serving its cocktails like it does. Then they could have the beer truck there serving beer – And then they have the food truck serving the food. So it's like a little party corner right there.
1: It would, it would, all it needs is the DJ
0: and it'd be great. (laughs) And then another closure that started today at the time we're recording this podcast. I don't know if you know about this one, Mondo, but it's just a really quick two day closure. The Little Mermaid closed today.
1: I saw. Yeah. Random.
0: Random. I did not know it was happening. It's just a two day closure. It's only closed from the fifth to the seventh. So that'll be reopening very soon, maybe even after you've listened to this already. <laughs> and then uh, upcoming refurbishments, also ones I didn't know and we didn't have a chance to talk about last time. Dumbo the Flying Elephant. So another major Fantasyland attraction is closing on July 3rd, the day before the 4th of July. Have you seen Disney make all these moves to close attractions in the middle of summer like this? <laughs> it makes no, sense.
1: it during, makes no sense.
0: During the Disney 100 celebration.
1: <laughs> you know what it is? is they valued keeping January, February busy. And they're like, we'll just take the loss because it'll be busy no matter what in June. So just close the rides in June. We're not going to take really uh, a loss of uh, park attendance because these rides are closed. But I feel like maybe it would affect park attendance in in January, February. Maybe that's mm-hmm. how I think they viewed it. Because if Peter Pan's out there, Alice in Wonderland, that might throw some people out. I'm not going in January for what?
0: Yeah, and 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 so we got Dumbo, we got Peter Pan, Mister Toad's Wild Ride, Alice in Wonderland, Dumbo, all closing in uh, in June, July timeframe w- during a time when a lot of people come.
1: And but... flash gone. And
0: Splash gone. And, not and only- Rise
1: of the Resistance not even opening up for it. A- <laughs> I either. know. It's just rough out there.
0: It's, right it's rough out there. And then here's another thing. And I don't know if you knew about this, Mondo. And we have to kind of keep an eye on... That's why I keep kind of updating you guys because the way that Disneyland Resort refurbishment calendar works is that if you go to the park hours calendar at Disneyland, you can look at each specific day for as far out as they have the calendar populated. And you can see on each specific day which ride is listed as refurbished, closed under for refurbishment. And -hmm. so that's kind of how we can figure it out. But the problem is, is that Disneyland only updates that calendar so far out So we don't get that far of an advanced look into the future on some of this. Um, And so we kind of just have to say TBD or TBA. So a lot of times we'll see when an attraction closes, but because the calendar only goes so far out, we don't really know when it's going to stop being on refurbishment until um, until we get to the point where the calendar updates and it's no longer on there. And that's kind of how we have to do it back before uh, Disney would actually like put hey refurbishment for Matterhorn this day to this day. So we would know, but like now they're kind of keeping it TBD. And I think that's on purpose because they don't want people to plan their trips around it and then it becoming a guest concern. Yeah. So I think it's smarter, but it makes it a little bit hard to plan as well, too. But here's the weird thing, Mondo. This is why I wanted to bring all this up. So we know the three major rides are closing in Fantasyland in June. Mr. Toad, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan. Then, Mr. Toad and, and, and Alice in Wonderland reopen on after the 15th. But, Alice in Wonderland is listed on the refurbishment schedule again on the week the weekend of the 4th of July. So, starting wow. July 5th, it's going back down again, after it just went down. So, there's something major going on in this building that they're having to do all these closures for that you know and for those that don't know what we're talking about alice in wonderland peter pan and mr toad's wild ride they all share one building so um it makes sense that they're all going down at the same time peter pan staying closed a little bit longer but now we have alice in wonderland going back on the calendar
1: again i I could only ask are things changing i I could only that's where my mind goes danny I'm thinking
0: it's like air conditioning repairs, maybe electrical equipment repairs. Uh, They do have power outages on these buildings kind of regularly. So maybe they're trying to update some infrastructure. That's the only thing I could think of. Uh, But it's just crazy to be doing all this in June and July and not doing it in January, February.
1: Yeah. Even March. Uh, What I mean is does Peter Pan change a, a, a scene does Alice in Wonderland change a scene? I, I just wanted to throw it out there. I know it, it could possibly be uh, more of like the maintenance aspect of a thing, but I just want to throw it out there. Why Why is Alice going on refurbishment again?
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then to wrap up the refurbishment talk, uh, we have a couple attractions still going um, on the calendar in July as well. The, the same day that Alice in Wonderland goes back under refurbishment July 5th is the same day that the Disneyland monorail goes under refurbishment for an indefinite amount of time because the calendar doesn't update that far. And then the same with uh, Soarin' Around the World. That also closes on July 5th, just after the 4th of July weekend, with no reopening date because the calendar, again, doesn't go out that far.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I have a feeling, and uh, what's your speculation on this too, Mondo, is that we all see, I don't know if you've seen lately, some of the photos of just how quickly they're moving now on that construction over by the former AMC movie theater next to the Lego store in downtown Disney. And uh, the monorail goes right over that. Now, as we know, when they were tearing out those buildings, they also had to close the monorail because it's so close to those buildings right there uh, and the construction that they need to do. My thought is, is that the Disney monorail probably needs to go down for refurbishment anyway, um, but they're also taking this time to work on some of the construction that maybe gets a little bit closer to the monorail than they want to do during its operation.
1: Man. It, it's, it, uh, it's hard to say, Danny. W- what are your thoughts?
0: I mean, I think that's the case. I, I think they're they're probably working on something a little bit close to the monorail, so it's going to just... Uh, remain closed for a little bit maybe for uh, a couple weeks or maybe just a week or it could be longer we don't know right it's just right now it's TBD because the calendar you know we can only look at it a day each day it refreshes yeah. so we kind of have
1: to keep an eye on it um, the one thing I will say the groundwork and all that I think is done uh, maybe this is just an opportunity to bring in bigger cranes or more heavy machinery and they just don't want to have monorail be close to any of that. Yeah, that's how I was thinking too. Because because that building foundation that they're doing, maybe that stuff could get erect, and they're they're already trying to go up even higher. Uh, yeah, they're they're working fast. Uh, if we're not mistaken, they they want this project of uh, downtown Disney to possibly be done by next year.
0: Yeah, which is. Insane. That's not that far off. That's yeah.
1: like, we're already in June. They, they said over 18 months, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing next year. That's that's just my guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy for sure. We'll have to keep an eye on it. A lot of closures happening over the next few months. Uh, so make sure you're checking those calendars if you are planning trips, planning visits, coming from out of state, uh, so you're prepared when you come and know what's actually going to be closed and what's not. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about as far as news... Was over at Disney California Adventure Park. Um, we actually saw this uh, get posted on Twitter today, uh, from and also on MiceChat.com. I think they were the source. Mice chat was the source on this one. Uh, I think they were given probably an exclusive from Disney. Um, but there, if you've seen in the past, uh, and you might have seen it make its way, make its rounds. Um, Disney, Walt Disney Imagineering was showing, and I, th- I don't know. I think it was potentially at. Um, south by southwest or some sort of uh big conference or something disney showcased a a, like a baby group not not even like a baby group but like a young group at animatronic that was like interacting and very uh lifelike and basically more recently uh my chat was given the information that disneyland resort has been conducting small group testing of this animatronic at the park, so essentially they'll pick a couple of people, bring them off to the side in some space that they have Groot set up, and have them play test with the kids or with the adults, um, and and interacting with them to see what you know what their reactions like, how people are receptive to it or not. Um, have you
1: heard anyone, Mondo, that's DM'd you or anything that got picked for this? No, I. This came out of nowhere today, and, and, and everything kind of dropped. For, for me, I, I saw it coming to life, the story on Twitter. Um, we, you know, everybody's been wondering what the heck was going to happen with that animatronic, because it, it's been a while. Uh, I think it's been like a year since, since we've seen any of that animatronic. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I don't know anybody that's interacted with it or how it's going to come to life. Some people were trying to say that it was going to be part of the dance party, but I find it hard to believe that they're going to have a walking Groot go out to the front of Mission Breakout, do dancing, and then come back stage somehow. I don't believe it. If they got animatronics that good, where the hell are all the creatures and monsters in Galaxy's Edge?
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically... uh... You know, according to the the exclusive that my Chat got, and this is from MyChat.com. So head on over there if you wanted to read this yourself and see videos. Um, but Disney California Adventure has been conducting small group testing of this little animatronic. The lucky participants have been able to jam out with Groot as part of the of special Guardians of the Galaxy awesome dance off. This, this project has been in development for two plus years. Here's a look at the technology and then they have a little video embedded from techcrunch.com actually where they got an exclusive look at the animatronic which I think Mondo was talking about they showed about a year ago and then they continue to say that as part of the awesome dance off experience Groot and Star Lord actually can interact with each other and they have a dance off and Groot is able to talk and react to Star Lord with a surprising amount of mobility and different motions Groot doesn't move his legs all that much. Uh, but he is a pretty impressive animatronic. Uh, so, I don't know. I think a lot of people would freak out if they saw something like that.
1: <laughs> it's exciting. Um, Adventure Campus getting more love is always a good thing. Uh, I, I just, the implementation of, of a Groot in a dance party, it's just weird. It's just weird. I, I, I don't know. Um, how do they get him to the front of Mission Breakout? Are they just going to carry him there? That's my question, Derek.
0: My thought was, like, they were going to roll him out on some sort of, like, cart, and then they just, like, uh, like pick him up and, like, put him on the floor. And, like, he kind of kind of has, like, a little reaction to that, like, while he's been doing that. That's the only thing I could think of that they do it just to kind of, you know... Obviously, he can't be walking super fast, like you said, going backstage.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. I feel like they could have got a person to to be this character than go the animatronic route <laughs> it's kind of weird you know what i mean the thousands of dollars that got spent into this animatronic mm-hmm. uh, oh I, I don't know i don't get it i just don't get it
0: another thing i, I before we leave before we leave i have actually have one more topic to cover in the news before we head to our uh, top three segment um another thing also showcased on my chat i forgot to add in here uh, we talked about on Speculation Sunday. I also talked about it in a video. Uh, the Toontown Centennial Park went up around walls. Um, and there was some construction happening after the land just opened, and it was around the controversial tree <laughs> in the middle, yeah. the dreamer's tree uh, in Toontown. And no one kind of know no one kind of knew what was going on here. Um, but I guess my chat also got an exclusive on this one. The problem um, was that the tree itself uh, wasn't level with the rest of the play area. So if you can imagine um, the rest of the play area around the tree is made of like a spongy material so that kids can play and fall down. And it's doesn't, it doesn't hurt the kids. It's not, it's not grass uh, or artificial grass and it's not cement. So kids can play and fall and it's just like spongy. Like you would find on a playground. Uh, the problem with this was, is that that same spongy material sort of peaked in a little bit of a hill around in a circle around the tree. And this was becoming a tripping hazard for guests because it's not apparently evident um, when this spongy ground is kind of making a little bit of an incline like that, like in a little bit of a hill around the tree. So people were tripping and falling and it was becoming a liability. So. Um, they essentially did the best that they could to level the tree down so that the tree and the base of the tree are completely level with the rest of the foamy platform. So that's all it was, Mondo. Mm. And apparently, according to my chat, um, the other trees in Toontown that were uh, planted in the area have the same issue with like the trees that are around the, the grass the fake grass that they have, um, so that we might see more construction walls pop up um, because they didn't, I guess, level out the trees before they put in the turf. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that my is. My but... first
1: thoughts why was this brought up a month later?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Opening. So I, I could only assume something happened and they had to make a change, <laughs> right? So <laughs> and, I and, think, and I don't doubt that this project to to do this was in the works before the park the park opened this land but it was one of those like hey maybe nothing happens and maybe something did happen and they were like we got to change we got to make the change that's needed
0: right so uh, i just wanted to talk about that real quick because i we were all wondering like what's gonna happen is the tree gonna get taken out already are they gonna put a new tree in so Nothing was nothing major was going on. They were just flattening the ground a little bit around the tree so that it wasn't um, an issue. I don't know if you remember Mondo, but like shortly after it opened, and I know you have a picture of this, uh, they actually arranged the benches around the the base of the tree. So, like, they Mm -hmm. had three benches and they made like a triangle around the tree. That was because they didn't want people getting near that bump to trip Mm -hmm. on it. So they were sort of blocking the space with the benches um, until they could fix it. And then they put the walls up when they were ready to to actually fix the problem. I see. So that's all it was. Just wanted to update everyone on that. But that wraps up our 5571 news segment. Um, And now we're going to head on to our Main Street topic. And like I teased at the beginning of the episode here, um, we're going to be discussing our top three quick service restaurants at the Disneyland Resort. Now, this could include hotels, theme parks, uh, downtown Disney, whatever you want. Um, We wanted to pick each of our top three, starting with number three uh, from both of us. And I'll let Mondo start it off. But this is going to be quick service only. It's not a table service. So people want to know, where can they eat? What are some quick options when they're coming to visit? What are the best go-to ones? And what should we skip? So I'll let you start it off.
1: (laughs) My, my, Third, coming in third, I'm going to have to go with Hungry Bear Restaurant. Hungry Bear Restaurant, as a quick service, uh, is a wonderful option to get burgers, chicken sandwiches. They have salads. They do funnel cakes. Um, and they do coffees too. And, and one thing that to add on to Hungry Bear being in the top three quick service at Disneyland, plenty of seating and in shade. Yes. And mobile order. So, what more do you want from from a quick service at Disneyland? Because uh, there's a lot of quick service at Disneyland where you, you cannot find a table.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I agree with this selection. I definitely think uh, Hungry Bear is up there. And uh, for those that remember some of the OG episodes of this podcast, um, I actually picked this location or I think Jar Jar Bougie picked this location uh, when we were doing our top three areas to like escape the crowds and have a peaceful moment. Just like Mondo said, hungry bear restaurant has some of the best seating for dining and they have so much, whether it's upstairs, downstairs, you're right by the train, train passing by you. You got the Mark Twain on the other side. You can't pick a better spot to eat inside Disneyland. So I think this is an excellent choice. Um, The only thing I was, I was wondering about Mondo is that have you had that barbecue chicken salad there? Is it pretty good?
1: I have. It is good. It, okay. It, it's legitimately good. Uh, and, and it's filling. Like I, I I feel like I get banged for my buck when I get that salad. Okay. I've had it at least three times. It, it's good.
0: Yeah, that was on my list. So I definitely am um, going to go try that out. Um, but like Mondo said, there's lots of options here. Beverages, they've got not only custom-made lemonades, like watermelon lemonade and berry lemonade, but they also have um, coffees and like uh, cold brews and stuff like that here. So definitely check it out. They also do have some vegan off- offerings and, and other things too. So there's a lot of variety here other than just a hamburger, yep, which is, <laughs> yep. but uh, for what's my, your, what's your third Annie? Yeah. My number three is definitely going to be, um, and this is a tough one because I feel like it just knocks out and pushes the other one to number four, but it's going to be uh, a Terrace. Over at the Disneyland Hotel, uh, I've talked about it before on this on this podcast. Uh, but Tangaro Terrace is uh, one of my favorite places to eat ever. Uh, Ambiance, there's tons of dining space all the time uh, when you need to eat, whether it's inside, outside, on the patio, around the corner. Uh, they've got amazing service, meals at every time, every service time. So they got uh, breakfast, they have lunch, they have dinner. So many different options. Um, And you also share a to-go window with Trader Sam's. So you can get a cocktail if you want to. Uh, You can get a Dole Whip here. You can get a boozy Dole Whip if you want to do that as well too. Um, So many great Hawaiian and Japanese infused items at this location. Uh, There's just about something for everyone. Vegan offerings. um, Some unique things you don't normally expect like, Tonkatsu ramen, and you've you've also got uh, like full Hawaiian kind of poached chicken and other stuff like that. Lots of different things you can get here. Um, if you Even don't know,
1: salads are good.
0: Yeah, yeah, the salads. They got the the tofu rongu salad. I think that's the one that uh, we've got. I've gotten in the past, and you had the like the chicken one, the right?
1: Chicken one, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: That I, I remember too. The last time you and I went. It, how big the salads were for the price. Mm-hmm. It was huge. To- so much so much, uh, serving on that one. And for those that don't know, Changaroa Terrace is located at the pool area of the Disneyland Hotel. It's open to all guests. Um, you do not have to be staying at the Disneyland Hotel to be visiting this location. Um, it's open to anyone that wants to go there. If you're inside Disneyland Park, you can just ride the Disneyland monorail. Granted, it's not close to refurbishment. Uh, and then once you get off the monorail, just head out over to the design hotel to your right hand side there and head straight to the pool. And you'll, you'll see trader Sam's and Tangerro Terrace right there. And again, you don't have to be a hotel guest to dine there. It's open to everyone. Um, uh, my biggest, uh, recommendation though, at this location, do not mobile order. Uh, this location has amazing plating. They plate on such awesome plates, uh, and, and also give you some, uh, greater portion sizes i believe when you don't mobile order there's almost totally
1: agree because you get a little brown box and it's less
0: yeah you get a little brown box if you order mobile order and there's no way to mobile order and then like get it for there they put it in a bag put it in a brown box and uh it just it could be soggy could be just not a good experience so i definitely don't uh recommend it uh i've never seen Tangero terrace have a super long line to the point where you would need to do mobile order. The only time I feel like mobile order makes sense is if you're trying to do like a grab and go breakfast item um, and you just want to take it to go on, like literally you're take you're picking it up and you're staying at the hotel there and you just want to go to Disneyland and and maybe eat on the go. Uh, That'd be the only way I'd recommend mobile order. But for the most part, um, unless there's some giant event happening at the design hotel, you don't need a mobile order here. It's pretty easy to just, Maybe you've got one or two people in line in front of you. It'll take five, 10 minutes, if that even, to order. Uh, so do not mobile order at this location. Yep. <laughs> but now we're going to head on to our number two pick. Uh, going up to number one, number two, Mondo, what is your number two pick in all of Design Resort?
1: For me, I'm going to have to go with Smoke Jumper Grill. Uh, I've always enjoyed Smoke Jumper Grill for the burgers. But they have alcohol there, and they also have good salads. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they also have uh, – let me bring up the menu. I have it right here. Uh, they always have, like, new drinks offerings, like lemonades. Sometimes they even have shakes and stuff.
0: Do they uh, still offer that um, that Jack and Coke slushie?
1: I'm pretty sure they do. I'm almost positive they do.
0: <laughs> but, oh, I did, but, I did actually bring it up, uh, the menu. They have – Frozen Coke with Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey or frozen coke with Captain Morgan rum.
1: How do you be you can't? Yeah, from a quick service, awesome. Awesome. They they, from the beer aspect too, they got like seven offerings. Um, but the, the good the good thing about Smoke Jumper Grill, uh the food I've always loved their burgers. They have chicken sandwich, they have salad, chicken tenders. Uh, it's a great place to also take for the kids if you're trying to do like a kids' menu offering. Uh, one thing, too, they have onion rings, just throwing that out there. Uh, but for Smoke Jumper Grill, it falls under the same that it's always consistent, it's not overpriced, like you could get at some quick service throughout Disneyland. And there's lots of seating with shade. Uh, and I could appreciate that it's also a mobile order. So for me, Smoke Jumper Grill. Uh, it's like a staple dude i i just really enjoy smoke jumper they used to have remember when you, the, the toppings bar they don't do that anymore but uh smoke jumper Girls just a a, a a anytime i go it, it's in my top three of where i want to eat
0: yeah i agree i really do like the toppings bar but i think in this like post pandemic era i don't necessarily know that that's something they want to bring back again yeah. and i think uh and the nice part is is that they actually took advantage of the space that they took away with that and uh, gave us some additional dining space inside, yep. and that's a little bit nice on those hot days when you want some air conditioning. Uh, because and, dining space inside Smoke Jumpers was far, cl- few and far between there before. There was none,
1: <laughs> there was none. Uh, w- another thing to add to Smoke Jumper Grill, it always does change with the seasons, they always have seasonal offerings, so that's one thing I love. Uh, that, that it's, it's not, it's never the same menu
0: yeah th- that's very true there is a big variety here at this location um uh, i'm sensing a trend mondo with with your picks you have a lot of uh you, you like to recommend a lot of spaces that have a uh, big open spaces to eat lots of places to sit down
1: <laughs> yeah you you're you not going to hear me say uh what is it called
0: uh pelicans uh, landing harbor yeah, harbor pelican's
1: landing <laughs> harbor gallery uh, what, what is it? Royal seat veranda. No, uh, th- there's a lot of quick services that just did not have good setups. Uh, you, another one, I could just throw it out there. The cozy cones, even though I love all of those, th- there's no seating and there's no shade. Um, yeah, it, it's just for me when I, when I think of top three, I, I put it all together. Convenience is a good price. And can I sit down? Cause that's important.
0: Right. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, and uh, for my number two pick, um, this one was a little bit confusing for me because I felt like um, it kind of depends on when you go. But I picked this one because typically whenever you go there, uh, there you're always going to find something fire, and there's rarely a time when it's closed. Um, and, and that's been my favorite rest- rotating restaurant, the Paradise Garden Grill. Uh, this is also a space. You got a lot of places to eat. Um, you're probably never going to run into a time
1: where you don't find a place to sit down and eat here. And not even that, you could get uh, sometimes entertainment or characters in that vicinity. Exactly, exactly.
0: So for those that don't know, this restaurant is located over by the Goofy's Sky School uh, attraction and also next to the boardwalk pizza and pizza and pasta restaurant over in disney california adventure park uh, now this restaurant originally opened uh, as a mediterranean restaurant which um, i still really miss the food offerings they had there i went there actually all the time when it was a mediterranean restaurant uh, think giro think kebabs um, pita bread fresh hummus tzatziki sauce Rice pilaf, Greek salads—that's what they used to have. It was so good, so good every single time. I miss it. I loved I, it. I'm
1: not gonna lie; I would prefer that over their Mexican cuisine that they've had.
0: <laughs> but I was gonna say, this has become the rotating festival restaurant. So, as we have all the festivals in Disney California Adventure Park, whether it's in January, February, with the Lunar New Year festival, whether then it's um, going into the Food and Wine Festival. Um, then they have kind of special seasonal offerings outside of that period until we head into uh, the fall season and the winter season. And then it becomes the Viva Navidad, which is more Mexican as well, too. So it just becomes uh, an amazing location, kind of a place they can experiment with new food. Right now, as the time we're we're talking about this, um, it changed from a barbecue place, which is what it used to be before uh, the Food and Wine Festival, now it's kind of got a mix of like a bunch of different things they're kind of trying to experiment a little bit with like some chicken and uh, some of the other things that were at the festivals that they kind of carried over so we got loaded burritos uh coming over here el pastor fries both of these things loaded over from the festivals uh, that they had before. And then some new items that we've never had. Buffalo chicken tenders. As well yeah. as sweet Thai chili chicken tenders. And everyone has been talking about how good those are. You know um, what
1: I was going to say too, Danny? I just want to like kind of highlight it. It's almost become too, sometimes, the hub of plant-based foods.
0: hmm hmm Especially, I'm glad you brought that up. During uh, a food and wine festival, I believe every single item was uh was a food My and wine food. or was it viva Navidad that every item yeah every item was was uh plant-based so there was a lot of options here
1: uh a, fries chilaquila torta you know all that stuff
0: oh yeah so good so good lots of different things here you can also get um alcoholic beverages here they have a Paloma they have um some beer as well uh so lots of options uh at this location tons of shade tons of seating um there's no indoor uh you can definitely do spaces that are covered and and shaded with like fans going but nothing actually indoors in the air conditioning here um and not even at boardwalk pizza and pasta right next door you can you get your food indoors uh, but you can't eat it indoors so um but this is my number two pick just because i always find something here that I'd be down to eat uh, or like that's my favorite in that moment. And I like that. It's always changing because it's yeah, like it's something a refreshing
1: new menu. It's just, I, yeah. like too. I do like that, mm-hmm.
0: but we're going to head on now to our top picks starting off with Mondo. What's your top pick to recommend as a quick service dining location inside design resort?
1: To me, this is in the God mode section of quick service. Plaza and chicken. Just <laughs> <unbeatable>. yeah, it, <laughs> plaza and chicken. And we're talking about rotating menus and seasonal this, seasonal that. plaza and chicken, they make plaza and chicken. They got fried chicken, mashed potatoes, greens. It, it's very consistent. They don't really veer off from anything menu-wise. Uh, I know sometimes they have roast beef or they'll have salmon, uh, but they also have like a chicken cob salad that's absolutely delicious. Uh, they're really only rotating menu items is kind of their desserts. Uh, but for the most part, you're going to Plaza In chicken spending 18 to 20 bucks and it's going to hit hard. It's always good. Uh, get an extra biscuit. If you go the freaking mashed potato and gravy always hits the spot, hot day, cold day, lunch, din, doesn't matter. Uh, but to, to go a little further, Plaza Plaza Inn also does character dining. And to me, Plaza Inn is the number one character dining experience uh, from the characters you meet, the the food, and most importantly, uh, the environment and the fact that you're in Disneyland once you're done. Uh, it's just the ultimate quick service restaurant uh, from lunch and dinner, but at the same time, it also adds value of a character dining at breakfast.
0: Yes, I, I agree. And, and as far as the Plaza Inn too, Uh, If you're like, oh, man, I don't want fried chicken. I don't want pasta. They have other alternatives as well, too. More recently, they reintroduced uh, pot roast. And I actually tried this right after they reintroduced it. Um, So you still get that experience of the mashed potatoes and the gravy Mondo was talking about, as well as whatever seasonal vegetables they got going on. Um, But they have a slow roasted pot roast, and it was really, really good. Uh, For me, five out of five for that one. I I can't recommend it enough. Uh, And it's a great kind of alternative if you don't want the heaviness of, like, fried chicken. And
1: and another thing, I'm I'm reading the menu now. They got a penne pasta, chicken pesto, alfredo sauce. Uh, They also have a penne pasta with marinara. And they also have a penne pasta with bolognese. And they're getting a little fancy now, freaking chipotle pineapple glazed salmon. Wow. <laughs> That's all new to me. And and one thing, too, I've always seen families bring their kids to Pleasant. Uh, it's just you get pasta and just other kind of kid stuff like the drink and orange and stuff like that. They also have chicken tenders for the kids. Uh, I, I feel like it's just a great option all around for quick service. Uh, this is not something on the menu, but... Plaza and Chicken or Plaza Inn usually gets the line moving fairly quickly. They usually have two registers open on the left and the right side. Uh, and I, I've rarely had issues finding a spot to sit down. And Plaza Inn has a great ambiance where you're inside <laughs> Disneyland having lunch or dinner. Can't beat it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Another excellent location for
0: infinite amounts of seating, whether it's inside or outside. Uh, The only thing that I was going to ask Mondo is sometimes it can get a little confusing when it comes to uh, there being a queue. Now, uh, is there always a queue? Is the queue only sometimes they like hold you outside and don't let you go in?
1: I know that is true. That is true. Um, I'll say for the most part, uh, you just kind of follow your heart. Do you go left or do you go right? Right. Uh, but on busier days they do have a cast member outside holding people to 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 kind of pace people going in the restaurant but uh yeah you're just kind of following your heart (laughs) always go left always go left
0: (laughs) but uh so that that is mondo's top pick for quick service dining so three amazing options uh i agree with all of them such great choices um, some with alcohol some without uh, so there's just about something for everyone uh, and all really excellent selections for uh room and spaces to eat because sometimes they're uh, not always available which is going to coincide with my top choice so forgive me for not picking a location that has good dining space but it is my number one choice I know Mondo knows what it is and that's gonna <laughs> be the Bengal barbecue restaurant over at Disneyland park and Adventureland. Um, I try to like, I like to try to eat healthy if I can at Disneyland and uh, you just really can't beat the options at Bengal barbecue. They're fresh. They're made to eat. Uh, it's just plain meat on a skewer that's grilled over an open fire. It's not cooked in some, you know, kitchen and then rewarmed up for the guests out of some hot box literally cooked on an open fire right in front of you uh they've got vegetable skewers they have chicken skewers beef skewers they have bread sticks, they've got asparagus sticks all sorts of different things uh some of my favorites at this location include the uh the chicken skewers i like the sweet beef skewer over the spicy one but i know a lot of people really love the spicy one mm-hmm. um but my favorite thing by far at this location is the bacon wrapped asparagus skewer. It's called the safari skewer. I get it every single time. Uh, I know Peter from ordinary ventures. He's a huge fan of the pork belly skewer at this location. I have never actually had that one, but um, I know a lot of people love it. I don't know if you remember Mondo in 2019, we talk about it all the time, how Disneyland's, Halloween food offerings in 2019 was next level. They had a whole food guide they would give you. It was just the best Halloween food that they ever had at the resort. And and so many options were so good during that time that they've stuck around, including this pork belly skewer. Uh, This was an add on uh, in the Halloween season, along with that like jungle julep. And uh, it was a special seasonal offering, and man, it was just so popular, it stuck around. So it's still available. Uh, it is the most expensive skewer on the menu, but um, apparently... But at the end of
1: the day, all the skewers are reasonably priced, all, all under yeah,
0: $8. all under $8, and, uh, it, and you can't go wrong with it, to be honest. Um, you can get the plate, the Bengal rice plate, I think it's eighteen, just over $18. You get two skewers of your choice. Um, a scoop of jasmine rice and another scoop of a sort of cold slob, uh, soybean salad. Super, super good on this one. Um, if you get two beef skewers on this one, you can really make it worth your value. So, um, think about that when you're making your choices. I'd maybe skip, um, like the vegetable or chicken skewers on this one and maybe order those on the side to share, um, as a separate option. But, uh. They did their best to expand the dining. They took away two large rooms of the former uh, Adventureland Bazaar and uh, Adventureland Outpost stores um, and gave them two Bengal Barbecue and the uh, like the fruit cart for additional seating. Uh, but it still just is never enough for bengal barbecue <laughs> so yeah, bengal
1: barbecue is the one that you order and you could find yourself eating in freaking fantasy land yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it goes uh, in fact i've actually
0: spot. ordered my skewers and uh i find myself eating like a pelican's landing or even hunger bear because i know oh, i can always or, get
1: seat over there or zocalo uh rancho de zocalo
0: yeah rancho de zocalo is another good one to get some dining at but yeah not a lot of space over in adventure land uh so keep in mind uh, if you do get Bangal barbecue uh, also normally all these other locations, we mentioned uh paradise garden grill. I don't think has mobile order all the time. Uh, sometimes it does though. Um, but this location does have mobile order. I would highly recommend
1: it. The only issue is no, the only way to order there is mobile. order.
0: <laughs> it's true. Uh, you want to order early in the morning. If you know, you're going to go to Bangal barbecue and pick a lunchtime return time Um, so order what you want 7 a.m 8 a.m if you're going at park opening but select like 12 to 1 uh, because this will have uh, around lunch service time this will have a return time at like 3 p.m or 5 p.m at at like 10 or 11 a.m so it's definitely out there on busy days Um, it typically has like a 45 minute wait (laughs) in general to just order off the menu The only nice thing is, is that uh, when you say, hey, make my food for me on the mobile order, um, it takes a really long time sometimes for them to prepare your food because they're cooking it over that fire. Um, But when you order at the register, they gave it to you like right there. So uh, because they're kind of cooking stuff in anticipation of people ordering different things. So when you do wait in that long line, the benefit is you get your food like right away. <laughs> yeah. So you're not waiting for like the indefinite purple screen, uh, you know, to say your food's ready at the mobile order window, but it is a good one. Just maybe start preparing your food like a little bit further away than you are actually getting to the restaurant. So you can walk up and just collect it and not have to wait around. Cause you always see like this giant crowd of people hanging around Bingo barbecue, waiting for their mobile order to pop. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing every time. But that wraps up my top three and Mondo's top three for quick service restaurants in design resort might've changed a little bit, uh, taking some out, added some in. Uh, so hopefully you find some of these helpful when planning your visits uh, to the design resorts and uh, finding places to eat. Uh, this is, these are all excellent options and I'm sure we could talk over and over about like yeah, 10 like 10 I, more <laughs> that we didn't mention
1: the crazy part if we talk pre-pandemic uh t, uh what is it called? not tiana's red rose tavern would be top three without a top.
0: oh yeah and
1: but you know what else would be it top three come top 10 now
0: dude. yeah you know what else would be top three before pandemic flows va cafe
1: i, I know i was <laughs> yeah i was literally thinking that yeah and i don't even think flows is top 10 either oh
0: yeah no i wouldn't even consider oh. it anymore but yeah. pre-pandemic absolutely flows would have been up there
1: yeah. um uh,
0: but yeah. now i don't even think about it
1: not mm-hmm. even an option
0: nope so Until
1: thank they bring you. Bag.
0: yeah right but thank you so much everyone for listening to this episode of the 5571 podcast if you haven't already you can click uh, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. This is a Spotify podcast. I am hosted by Spotify, but it's available on all platforms. So if you're listening um, on however you found out this podcast, you can listen to it on Google. You can listen to it on YouTube music, uh, on P- Apple podcasts, Spotify. Um, and you just make sure you hit that subscribe button and, uh, you'll be notified when there's future episodes. Um, and also, I want to be, give a shout-out to Mondo. Thank you so much for coming on and being a part of this episode. Um, and if uh, what's your latest video out right now at the time of we're recording this?
1: It was our Knott's Berry Farm uh, lanyard adventure. Oh, my
0: gosh, yeah. Uh, which, so,
1: which had a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but at the same time, it was fun. It had a
0: lot yeah, of this is a good video. So if you haven't, uh, haven't already watched it, and you're done listening to this podcast, head over to Five Fires YouTube. Uh, we posted uh, a video going over uh, how we used our lanyards, our tasting card for, for summer, summer nights. Yep. And uh, we tried to pick some things we wouldn't normally pick, you know, not going for just like the normal ones you'd always want to get. Pick some obscure ones to see, you know, hey, what? Well, let's go for some of these things, not to put them on the menu. Let's try it. Let's see yep. what it's like. And uh, I think we did a good job picking some obscure things, but some of them didn't all live up to the hype. So uh, check that out. And, um, see and, and what... the
1: reason I want to throw it out there, not for the most part had lanyards in the $35 range. And now in 2023, freaking summer nights, 55, no AP discounts. So uh, that price tag, you got to deliver yeah go watch the video
0: (laughs) (laughs) go watch the video on that one for sure but yeah thanks again for watching everyone and we'll see you on the next episode
1: have a good night everybody